Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Gork's Red FM. You're very welcome to the Big Red Bench this Saturday. What a huge day it is. Cork versus Kilkenny at the park. We'll have Shawnee McGrath later on uh, to preview that. We also have a view from the opposition from journalist Robert Cribben. Loads of ongoing action. Kelleher uh, took all the headlines starting in goals, but Chiodosiog Benny scored an unbelievable bicycle kick to level it up at the Aviva. One all between Ireland and Belgium. F1 quali, we've women's rugby. We react to Cork City's 4-1 win last night as well. David Harrington joins us for that. We also look at Cork's big, big game in Division 2 of the Football League tomorrow. That's all coming up before 7. Aiden Lee here with you until 7 on Cork's Red FM here on the big red bench. As I said, Chiodosi Benny. I actually missed the goal myself. I saw it back just at the halftime uh, recap and what a goal. Fantastic athleticism. He said himself, he was talking during the week, gave a great press conference and fairness during the week. He's well able to well able to play with the media. He's, he's good old crack is Chiodosi and uh, that was a fantastic goal. Fantastic athleticism and uh, won all after a pretty shaky start in fairness. There wasn't much uh, Kelleher could do. It was a great finish for from, um, from Batshuayi down into the corner so uh, one all it's going well of course Belgium uh, the world number one obviously not a full strength Belgium side but uh, still really good to get the experience I mean the likes of Tielemans and you've Denier and stuff there in the back as well so yeah it's a good old test and a absolutely packed out of Eva Stadium as well so all looking well there it's also going to be packed out almost in Parky Quay for this time of the year at least uh, Cork versus Kilkenny as I said loads of of uh, of previewing uh, on the way for you there so stay tuned for that um, at the moment uh, it's Cork versus Galway in the All-Ireland Minor Camogie Final Cork lead 2-8 to 1-4 I think Galway got a goal in the last couple of minutes which has just about kept them in with a chance but uh, Cork uh, are in control uh, 45 minutes gone at Simple Stadium uh, yeah 2-8 to 1-4 so hopefully hopefully they can see it over the line Jeremy McCarthy is there uh, you can follow live updates on the Big Red Bench Twitter account and we might later on depending have some audio uh, from, from that game uh, depending on when it finishes uh, so yeah stay tuned for that and yeah we'll bring you the updates as it comes now before we get on to Cork versus Kilkenny there was some other um, business to be done in Division 1 of the Hurling League Antrim will play in Division 1 next season they beat Offaly 3-24-2-17 in the relegation playoff in Navin this afternoon Michael Fenley's men will go back down to Division 2A in 2023 the Division 2A final will be um, played uh by Down and uh, Westmeath Westmeath defeated Mayo and County Kerry today unfortunately it was a really good effort by Kerry in the second half Mikey Boyle Kerry centre back got sent off with 12 minutes gone in the first half and it uh, wasn't looking too great Westmeath were in uh, I think it was 2-9-10 points they were in control at half time Kerry got back and they only lost by three in the end and they had chances I think they had a really good chance at one stage in the second half uh, Mossy O'Connor who was uh, corner forward excuse me for Kilmoyley uh, and any Corsi Rovers uh, club members will, will remember him for the Munster final he had a really good chance in the second half and he just scorned it so yeah unfortunately Kerry will be uh, they won't be playing in the final of Division 2A they missed their chance the week beforehand to beat down to get into the final but uh, yeah Ireland here have Belgium under serious trouble and oh almost James McLean 
off off the line oh my goodness me James McLean it was a brutal shot um, and it kind of deflected in towards the line but yeah it's all going on at the Aviva uh, serious stuff it's just in the second half as well so um, Ireland are in with a serious chance here where people were fearing an awful hammering off of Belgium Stephen Kenny's men are putting them uh, putting it right up to them and they've Belgium under serious pressure here again <laughs> sorry it's very exciting there uh, uh, yeah almost there that was great stuff they, they pressed up high in Belgium here and uh, unfortunately Adamita of course is out injured other Cork men that would have been involved but uh, yeah they'd have under all sorts of pressure there and uh, Callum Robinson kind of deflected in McLean's shot and it was cleared off the line so yeah it's all happening there uh, elsewhere in the National Leagues Cavan and Tipperary they'll be looking to secure a swift return to Division 3 of the Football League this evening uh, Tipperary uh, will be promoted if they beat London while Cavan need to avoid defeat at home to Waterford uh, of course Eva Fitzgerald's Waterford to reach the league final uh, as I said, the Cork Minor Camogie team in the All Ireland final, um, where it's still two eight to one four. There, um, I think a, a couple of saves being made uh, for for Cork uh, as Galway put a bit of pressure on them. Uh, I suppose as curtain raiser at Porky Cueve was the under twenty game. Uh, John O'Shea is uh, that we'll speak to him a bit later on. He's down at the park already. He just updated the Twitter account there Big Red Bench on Twitter under 20 challenge game Cork 214 Kilkenny 115 so really good uh, good idea to whoever fix that uh, you know good experience for all the, the young lads um so as I said Chido's Yog Benny equalised they've almost gone close there to going ahead at the Aviva um, it's his third goal in six appearances for his country um, Michi Batshuayi was the uh, goal scorer for Belgium after 12 minutes um, yeah Stephen Kenny's side looking to make it seven games unbeaten uh, and against the world number one ranked team as Keller comes out there and takes a cross uh, pretty commandingly he goes very close to the edge of the box actually uh, but he's done pretty well there now cycling bit of cycling news Irishman Eddie Dunbar has secured his first professional win of his career the Cork man uh, was named the overall winner of the prestigious Copy E Bartali in Italy apologies for my pronunciation there the Italian isn't great the 25 year old held on for the general classification victory for his team I-N-E-O-S Ineos Grenadiers Apologies it, 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 They wouldn't be my first language now uh, Ireland lead Wales 14 points of 5 at half time In the Women's Six Nations uh, Stephen Gibsy Green is more Half time at the RDF And it's the host that lead 14 to 5 Amy Lee Murphy-Crow got the first point of the game just under 20 minutes into the match after a breakaway from Eve Higgins put the seventh specialist in out wide. Wales hit back a few moments later through Karis Phillips. The visitors had to put into the line-out inside at Irish 22 and the hooker crashed over from the back of the mall. It would not be converted. Linda Jugang put the Irish back into a more comfortable lead after some excellent handling in the midfield found the prop on a run in under the posts. Wales have tested the Irish back three all match with a number of high kicks. However, the likes of Ema Considine, Murphy Crow, and Lucy Mulhall have stood to the challenge. The Irish back line, filled with seven's talent, have looked to counter from deep and look dangerous with ball in hand. The second half will be underway shortly. Ireland lead Wales 14 to 5. Yeah, of course, that's the uh, the opening game of the Women's Six Nations, and uh, hopefully they can. Uh they can emulate what the under-20s did, of course, last week winning the Grand Slam. Uh, unfortunately, the senior team couldn't do it, but uh, yeah, France just too good. But uh, yeah, hopefully the women's team, a new era, of course, between new 
new directors, new head coaches, new captains and everything. So hopefully it all goes well there. It's going well so far, 14-5 at halftime. Now let's get on to previewing the big game at Porky Cueve. And as I said earlier, Shawnee McGrath gave us his thoughts ahead of the big game. All right, Shawnee, big day at Porky Cueve this evening. Um, I suppose from a player's uh, point of view, this is a game I doubt you would need much uh, motivation heading into no, obviously a Cork Kilkenny clash is always um, a watering tie and the fact that it's a semi-final now and could potentially get Cork into a league final and um, win a first title in 20 odd years is huge motivation for the players um, for, you know, for the county and for the players individually because it gives, it gives them another chance to put themselves in the spotlight maybe with the championship running around the corner so yeah, um, it'll be a fantastic tie and Matt looking forward to it I suppose um, uh, last week, I suppose, was a bit of a kind of a, a down week. Um, they took their, their, their foot off the pedal a small bit, which they were able to do thanks to the results from earlier. Now it's to try and bring it back up. Is, is there ever a fear that when you do kind of take a week off like that, that it's hard to reach the level again? Um, I'm not so sure. I'd say, you know, what, they've, what they're conscious of, I suppose, all season has been that it's going to be a very, very fast turnaround between games and that the championship coming on two weeks after a league final um, it, gives, it doesn't give any player or management crew any chance to get complacent or down tools and, and take the foot off the gas um, you know everything is coming on hot and heavy at the moment um, as I said you know whoever gets to a league final will play you know two weeks in their championship game of Cork win they'll be playing this Sunday against them so everything is coming on hot and heavy I suppose you know even though the Wexford game they probably played if you want to call it maybe a more depleted side it still was an opportunity for players to put themselves in spotlight and you see Alan Connolly who plays very very well and got an excellent goal has now got himself in the starting berth for, for tonight so players themselves while obviously the team and the management sorry the management team will be looking at different options and giving fellas game time I think as a player you go out there to, to shine all the time irrespective of the opposition and irrespective of the, of the fact that maybe the last game was a bit of a dead rubber you know you have to keep yourself in that frame for selection when it comes to picking the team so and Alan Connolly was the biggest example of that so no I would say that it'll be you know, full metal stuff, drive on, um, and I don't think there'll be any fear of complacency or maybe a lack of energy in the team. I think it'll be full track stuff tonight. Kilkenny are an interesting enough proposition, I suppose. A lot of people, I, I laugh every, every year, I hear people write off Kilkenny, but some people did at the start of this year. They've proved in the last couple of weeks that they're as good a side as ever, and uh, Brian Cody will, will, will be looking forward to this tonight anyway, coming down to, to Cork to, to give the lads a rattle. Yeah, definitely, and I, I was the same as you. Like I, I laugh at it myself. Um, you know, there's, there's always a writing. I think you know the 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 measure what you're measuring off is that you know you had the greatest players that probably ever played the game. You know, retiring over the last five and six seven years. You know, the likes of the the Brennan, the Shefflins, all these kind of fellas, um, Michael Friendly, and all them. So you know, it was always going to be difficult to make that transition from those great players to what was coming on next, but. You know, Cody is stuck in there and he always demands an incredible amount of intensity. And you could see the last day from a Waterford side that had really, really impressed throughout the league campaign, you know, struggled with that intensity and ferocity and this type of tackling that was coming from the Kilkenny lads. And, you know, definitely when you look at fellas that have come through, that maybe at the start of the year, a lot of the guys around the country wouldn't have heard a whole pile of boats. Um, yeah, Blanchfield has back. Um, Mikey, Mikey Butler, who's a real tenacious, teak tough defender in the corner. Uh, DJ Carey's son Michael has done very very well and up front you know you know, they don't have incredible quality but they have got really really good scorers that really fight extremely hard for the team Matthew Keown Billy Ryan they're really really good 
you could free take her Alan Murphy and then of course Padraig Walsh who just seems a bit like a brother like can play anywhere on the field he's been an absolute revelation that five pies and played last day and was brilliant from centre forward so yeah um, it's just amazing as you said just at the start of the year it looks like you know they might be third or fourth ranked all of a sudden and they're catapulted after the league campaign to maybe favourites yeah. um, and that'll be the test for Cork can they you know, match that intensity they've been very very good throughout the campaign themselves um, to date but tonight now will be another test um, and let's see how they do it'll be you know it'll be ferocity at its greatest it's exactly what Kenny always bring to the table It's a real clash of styles as well I suppose do you think that Cork's running style especially in Porky Cueve might work to their advantage running at those Kilkenny backs tonight Yeah possibly um, I, I, like they've been tinkering a bit with, with centre back um, and obviously you know, he selected to play there I don't know if he'll start there but Shane Barrett is selected to play there and he's desperate mobile and can get around the field so you know Blanchfield and Michael Carey you know they're, they're, they're kind of I suppose more static type players they're brilliant defenders and Cork's attack is so mobile and on the go and players interchanging positions so much that that could be a challenge definitely for the Kilkenny defence and I think it's maybe something that Cork will target but on the other side I suppose you know Mark Coleman plays in that centre-back position um, and he likes to kind of have a free reign there but Padraig Walsh as I said earlier has been so so good in this league campaign and isn't terribly static himself he's, he's really able to move and get around the field so while there are you know, lots of things that are in Cork's favour. Um, there are other things that def- definitely, from a Kilkenny perspective, um, they'll see as trump cards. You know, if Cork has to go along, Blanchfield is extremely strong and good in the air, and the form of Walter Walsh on the other side for Kilkenny. You know, they, you know, obviously Robbie Downey has great aerial ability, but it'll be a right test if he ends up with Walter Walsh if those puckers are running down. So, all those different matchups and all those different styles just add to the intrigue and um, just add to the spice to the whole occasion. I suppose there's always a, a psychological element to, to a team's uh, form going into a game and going into championship especially. Do you think if Cork weren't to perform today and came out on the wrong side, it might take away from that fear factor a bit going into the championship? Um, yeah, like I, 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 like I said from the start of the year, Aidan, to be honest, that I think Cork needed, needed to target um, this league and needed to target winning titles um, just to breed confidence into the camp and you know, build that sense of morale and, you know, the sense that maybe you start winning games that you, you probably shouldn't. Um, I mean, you even look at the other sports, you look at kind of soccer in Liverpool at the moment, looking at them in the cup game there lately against Forest, they should have been beaten, they came out and got a goal towards the end. And top teams, psychologically, just seem to be able to grind it out and get results. And I think that's where Cork need to get to a position where they can be superb and play super hurling and win games, but also get to a place where they maybe might be just a little bit below power would still eke out the results and definitely winning breeds that type of confidence. So from that perspective, I think it's very, very important that we get a result tonight and, and challenge and try and win that league title. Um, because as, as I said earlier, just everything is coming so such a compact, compressed season that everything is coming on so fast. fast. I mean, traditionally, you could have a six or seven week gap and you'll be looking for challenge games after a league campaign. But I mean, even if Cork lose, it's still only going to be you know, a week shorter the championship or, you know, a week longer, sorry, the championship. So it is still even tight um, from that point of view. But yeah, I think they'll need to go for tonight, give it a right rattle um, and just to try and build that morale and confidence in the camp. Super stuff. It's going to be a great game. Shawnee, thanks a million. No problem. Cheers, Aidan. 
Yeah, Shawnee there giving his thoughts on the game at Parky Cueve and uh, Belgium unfortunately have gone ahead at the Aviva a sloppy sloppy goal from a corner it kind of deflected in off the shoulder of Seamus Coleman uh, they were very Ireland were very lucky not to concede right before that there was a double deflection as uh, Shane Duffy just turned it past the post uh, to give away the corner and yeah so Cueve and Kelleher unfortunately conceding two goals at the Aviva for Ireland uh, Belgium 2 Ireland 1 58 minutes gone there was plenty of action in the Red FM Hurling Leagues today um, uh, Nooses Town and Douglas uh, that saw Douglas coming out on top 118 to 13 points um, elsewhere we had a fixture between Carrick Tuchel and Barley Martel Carrick Tuchel 22 points Bally Martel 14 um, and in the basketball as well Big Cork Derby today in the basketball and a huge win for Neptune uh, they defeated Trade House Central Balling Colleagues in as Neptune 92 Balling Colleagues 75 so a big weekend or a big win um, in the uh, league semi-final so uh, yeah fantastic stuff for seeing as Neptune um, as they go marching on there um, as we said let's try and get an update now for the Camogie final that's going on at Semple Stadium 58 minutes gone it's Cork 210 Galway 27 3 points uh, in it uh, 3 minutes of injury time to come that is going to go all the ways down to the wire and 48 minutes gone in the curtain razor at uh, at Porky Cueve Jack Jack Catalan has just got a goal for Cork Cork 317 Kilkenny 120 now speaking of Kilkenny I spoke to journalist Robert Cribben uh, to get a view from the Kilkenny side and to see how they've done so far in this campaign and their thoughts heading into the match Robert Cribben of the Kilkenny people joins me to give us a view from the opposition Robert thanks a minute for coming on no problem at all I suppose first of all uh, just give us your thoughts on Kilkenny's campaign so far yeah, it's been an interesting campaign, all right. Um, they started off probably not convinced, not very convincing when they beat Antrim, only by three points at home, first day out. Then a week later, they lost to their neighbours, Tipperary, by a point. And I think the league only really kicked off then for them in the leash game. They won the leash game well, and then a lot of people were expecting Dublin to beat them in the second last game of the regulation league. And they continued a great performance that, that Saturday evening in Parnell Park. They won. 223 to 16 points and they really, they really dominated Dublin that night and that was a real intention I think of that they're beginning to find their form and just con- and they just continued that on last week with the 6 point win over Waterford another good performance I know you can argue Waterford um, were already qualified for the league semi-finals but even still the, the Cats seem to be making a bit of progress at least yeah, and I suppose as well, uh, the, the the new faces, it, it it takes a bit of time for all of that to come together. And you saw that, I suppose, then in the last couple of weeks where it has started to gel a bit more. Tell us about some of those new players. Yeah, there's probably there's probably three players who have took the eye. They've got a lot of game time over recent weeks. Firstly, Mikey Butler from the O'Lock and Gales Club there in Kilkenny City. He's really marking down the cornerback position. The full-back line has maybe been a bit of an issue for Kilkenny over the last few years. His clubmate Hugh Lawler has is, is, is been very good at, at fullback with a few All Star nominations, but the other the, the cornerback positions have definitely been up for grabs. And Mikey's probably in pole position to get it for the championship any, at the moment. Then you've David Blanchfield in the in the halfback line. He's probably probably the out of trio that are really showing up. He's probably been the star of them all. He would have been an under twenty two years ago with Kilkenny. He's really he's really showing up in the halfback line and which. The likes of DJ Carey's son, Mikey, um, usually the other side of him. It's an inexperienced enough half-back line, but they're, they're really settling in. And 
final player probably to take the eye in midfield would be King would be King Kenny from from James Stevens. He would have been on the same under twenty team as David Blanchfield. So they've really came came to the fold. He's a real stylish player as well. He's a good player to watch King Kenny. It would be a good eye for a score as well. He's he would be in the Keen Lynch mode the way he plays his hurling. So he's an excited he looks a real exciting player for Kilkenny and they'd be hopeful these three players in particular they play again this evening they'll be hoping hoping to continue the, the trajectory they're on at the moment I suppose a bit of an, enig- an enigma in, in the squad at the moment is Podrick Walsh he seems to be able to play anywhere at all and he's he's certainly been a great addition over the last couple of years uh, a guy who I suppose he really kind of made his name in the club scene didn't he? Yeah he, he plays everywhere and anywhere Podrick does Um yeah, he mostly plays around centre forward for Tullerone. That's where he, they made the county semi final last year. They were actually only beaten by a point in the semi final to a lock and gaze, and he was probably their star man again in the forwards. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. Probably the with the with the Shamrocks lads missing out with TJ yet to come back. On Cody only really coming back last week. There was a void there in the forward line. I suppose him and Paddy Deegan has played a lot of club hurling in the forwards as well. So it's probably between the two of them. Park's been absolutely brilliant. He scored five points last week. He had a role in both goals. Um, at this stage, you'd nearly find hard to see him going back to the backs because he's really, he's really gives the Kikenny attack. He's given him a good vocal point. He's been brilliant, and Cork will have to keep an eye on him tonight. I'd say. I suppose uh, Kilkenny want to win everything that's that's their mindset that's the way that Brian Cody has always um, set up his teams they want to win everything they play in who do you think tonight and the league in general is more important for do you think Kilkenny need to win something to I suppose for, for the young guys and uh, to satisfy Brian Cody I suppose first of all but um, or do you think it's more important for Cork now to go on and win this it's a tough question to be honest um, Kilkenny, Kilkenny are definitely going to go all out for this this evening um even the way their fixtures um, for the championship line up, they um, they leash and Westmead in their first two games. They'd be two games. They'd be expected to win. But you'd argue their first big test it won't be until they meet Henry Shefflin's Galway, and that's not until the May Bank Holiday weekend. So if any will, even their team selection would show you they're going to go all out for this. They've even got the likes of Connor Brown and Richie Lahey back from injury on the bench, so they're really stacked for tonight. Um, on the other hand, Cork at home, like you know yourself, Cork will be going into beat Kilkenny at home. Um, the, the argument is probably different for, from a Cork point of view because they have Limerick, the All Ireland champions, first day out, so it's different. But I think with Kilkenny coming, they're going to go all out for it. I think at this stage, the knockout stage of the league, I don't think there's much to lose going first. So I can see both teams' point of view from trying to win, trying to win tonight. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a great game and I push you for a, a quick prediction. I forgot to ask Shawnee McGrath for a prediction. I let him off flight, so I'll ask you for one. No problem. Um, I think it'll be, be a great game. The weather is brilliant for a couple of us for better weather for the game now. Um, I'll put my Kikani hat on. I think they're just coming to the boil um, at the moment. There might be timing things right. And maybe, they, maybe, maybe, as I said earlier, maybe their need to win the league might be a bit more than Cork. With, with the championship games coming up so maybe Kenny by a point or two well Roberts let's hope you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million for coming on no problem cheers thanks a million yeah, Robert Cribbon there of the Kilkenny people giving his thoughts uh, from the Kilkenny side of things uh, ahead of the big clash 
at uh, Porky Cueve. Uh, still no change at the Aviva. It's Belgium 2, Ireland 1. Uh, apparently Thierry Henry got a, a, a nice shower of booze from the crowd at the Aviva when he went up on the big screen. Uh, so I suppose, yeah, it's, it's as a while coming to him, I suppose. So uh, that's to be expected. 54 minutes gone in the Curtain Razor, Porky Cueve. Uh, it's Cork 320, Kilkenny 122. And fantastic news to bring you from Southland Stadium. Cork are the All-Ireland Minor Camogie Champions. They've defeated Gulf. Galway 2-11 to 2-7 so fantastic stuff congratulations to the Cork uh, Camogie uh, team the Cork Minor Camogie team uh, excellent stuff um, they'll be delighted so uh, it, there'll be loads of reaction if not uh, tonight then tomorrow night and of course the Women in Sport podcast uh, during the week uh, with uh, Cher McCarthy so uh, well done to all there um, in Semple Stadium and enjoy the celebrations now um, I spoke to John O'Shea who is our man at Porky Cueve tonight uh, he'll have live updates on the big Red Bench Twitter account um, and he gave us a sense of uh, what the atmosphere is like I suppose uh, building up to the big game alright John O'Shea is down at Porky Cueve for us he'll be doing uh, live updates on the Kilkenny Cork game um, later on on the big Red Bench Twitter account um, I suppose what's, what's it like below there so far how's the atmosphere building yeah, there's a there's kind of building up fairly nicely now. To be honest, I'd say I think they're expecting in the region of twenty thousand. But it comes like the senior game comes around, but you can see there's a kind of a kind of a buzz in the air already. Got a nice season down here in Parky for even. And as I speak to you, actually, the under, there's an under twenty challenge game on in Cork and Kilkenny at under twenty level as well. So like there's there's definitely a good good buzz around the place and the the also the, the Cork team as well. The way it's going under um, Kieran Kingston as well. So there's definitely really kind of a, an excitement about what, the, what, what they've done. And I saw the, I, I say it'd be in evidence in the attendance tonight as well. And I also it should be a cracking game with Kilkenny. Yeah, I suppose as well. The under-20 game, it, it, it was a great idea to, to, to fix it. And it's a good experience for both teams to play in front of, I suppose, a building crowd anyway inside in Parky Cueve. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and just to get the, the sense of playing in kind of a, a Parky Cueve kind of a set-up and some guys on the Cork team and likewise with Kilkenny in the 20s that's what they'll be hoping to, to kind of stuff their stuff I suppose in senior level in the, in the coming years as well so it's good for them just to get a feature as well and to, be, to kind of get to be part of what is a kind of what should be an exciting evening before me Exactly, yeah. Weather is absolutely perfect as well. I presume the pitch. Well, the last time I was there was the Galway game. The pitch was was like a, a snooker table, as they say. I presume it's 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 no different today. Oh yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's looking in pristine condition here now, you know, and the sun's shining down as well. It's you, you know you think it's you know you mistake it for being May or June, with the sun shining in the stones. It, 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 it was at fifteen degrees as well today as well. So it, 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 there's definitely a case of spring is coming and obviously the summer time actually comes in tonight. I think the clocks um, go forward at one o'clock in the morning. So there's definitely the pitch is in excellent condition and the two sides when, when they when they line out. Well, obviously doing the twenties at the moment, but for the senior game as well, so they they'd be going to the surface that looks in immaculate condition. And I suppose that's a that's a testament to the to the ground staff here, Parky Creed as well for having the pitch in in, in great nick, even at this early stage of the year. Yeah, it's got that championship feel to it, like with the weather, and it's you know Cork and Kilkenny is always going to bring out a crowd. It's a great rivalry. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw the, the tradition. I saw it goes back decades and decades. Of Cork and Kilkenny. No matter what competition it is, and obviously even tonight as well, with it being a league game as well as a, a, a semi final, I'd say something like I suppose even from a cop perspective as well, and that's kind of the feel good factor to how they reacted 
from maybe from the way they lost the finals in like last year, where they had an impressive run and, and they put up high scores right for the right staff season, the, the player game, 230 here on Parky Cleave and they won by nine points that night. And the final year, obviously, I think 425 against Offaly up in St. Brendan's Park. So 219 to 113 against Limerick in the Gaelic rounds. And then, obviously, the, the, la- obviously the last out here in Parky Cleave was um, against Galway when they scored 126. And obviously, the, the last day they played Wexford, but it was probably a bit, maybe a kind of experimental mode. They knew maybe their place in the semi final was, was up for grabs. But, so you can see, you know, right from the very out of this year, they look like they've come back. And they learned the lessons possibly from from that Limerick game last year. So you could see that the running game that Kieran Kingston has deployed, and there's plenty of scores right across the team as well. And the, the, it's definitely the, they're building nicely. And you know, I say they still have to. They say if you you're the winner, sometimes you could you can lose. Sometimes you you're the winner, you learn that best way. And I think definitely definitely look to have learned a couple of things from the from the final last year against Limerick. Yeah, John O'Shea there, he's down at Porky Queef for us and he'll have updates on the big red bench Twitter account. Um, after the break, we'll have reaction to Cork City's big 4-1 win at home to Athlone Town last night and we'll also have a reaction. Uh, I think we should have reaction, hopefully, to Cork Camogie Minor, the Cork Minor Camogie team's All-Ireland success, uh, All-Ireland final victory over Galway and uh, we'll keep on top of Ireland versus Belgium at uh, the Aviva as well. Don't go away. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Aidan Lee here with you until 7. It's still Ireland 1, Belgium 2 at the Aviva Stadium. Uh, not going too well for Cuevin Kelleher. Unlucky with the two goals that went in. But as I said, a good night for, for Chirozio Benny, who scored a fantastic goal in the first half. Now, speaking of uh, Cork and uh, Cork and football and things going well, Cork City has to be top of that list. They are top of the first division. Uh, they did another fantastic win last night, 4-1 at home to Athlone Sound. And uh, I spoke to keeper David Harrington about uh, how things are going so far. Now, David Harrington joins me after last night's win over Athlone Sound. I suppose, first of all, before we uh, get into last night, uh, you were involved in the the under-20 game during the week. It must be nice to know that you're getting recognised and to get those kind of experiences as well. Yeah, um, it's really good to get recognised by the FAI and play the game. Um, I was delighted to be fair when I got the call up but um, I think it's just now it was a great recognition but I think it's just time now to focus back on club level and keep trying to win games every week and um, trying to stay on top of the table for as long as we can and hopefully go and win the league Yeah like another another win last night 4-1 as I said uh, it must be a great buzz in the camp um, Yeah I think there's a really good buzz around the place Um like I think it's probably the best Cork City have performed in a while now but um, it's it's overdue really I feel like I feel it's the biggest club in the country by a mile and I think it's about time we started repaying the fans with good performances and um, I think the team is working hard every week in training and uh, the hard work is really portraying on the pitch I'd say they nearly have to start charging you an admission fee in Turner's Cross at times there you must be you must be enjoying uh, sitting back and watching them play well yeah, it's um, when you're in goal on the other end and the lads are scoring up on the other end. It's it's really good to see. Like, and um, I feel there's a real 
there's a real good feeling around like when we do go one or two nil up and I feel that we know ourselves that we're solid enough at the back that we can try to keep them out as best as possible but um, it's a joy to watch when the boys are up the other end scoring goals putting them away there's a really good buzz around the place even in training there's there's a really good atmosphere around and hopefully we can keep that going I suppose for yourself you'll be annoyed last night I suppose you didn't keep the clean sheet but two goals conceded in seven games so far this season you must be pretty happy yeah I mean we were disappointed we didn't get the clean sheet I think it's um, I think it's a bit of a sloppy goal to give away from our point of view but um, I don't think I don't think it, we let it uh, we, we let it affect us as much and uh, we went out in the second half and got another goal and killed the game off and didn't concede in the second half and really shut up shop well but um, that's the attitude we have in the team like if, if we do concede like we we don't put the head down like we get the head straight back up and we go again and I think we showed that last night that even if we even if we do concede, like there's there's more goals to be scored and there's a good reaction. So um, yeah, it's a positive as well at the same time. I suppose communication is really important as well in between a good defence and and a goalkeeper relationship. And you're obviously pretty comfortable with each other. And uh, I suppose from set pieces and all of that, communication is huge, isn't it? Yeah, like I feel formations have changed since the start of the season. Like I think we started with a four at the start, and now we're going into a three centre-backs with two wing-backs but um, it just shows like the versatility in the squad like and everyone's comfortable with each other like so we can we have no problem changing things like there's a really good relationship amongst the squad like and I feel like whatever whatever Colin wants us to do we'll go out in the pitch and do as best as we can like but um, I feel the back four or the back five as I say whatever the goalkeeper like the whole squad we have a really good relationship like and we all get on so well and I think that's vital to go and try to win the league this year like and the relationship has to be good in the camp and I feel that it is and hopefully now we can just keep everything going and um, make a, a league winning push Are you paying much attention to other results I suppose there were some pretty favourable ones uh, from a Cork City point of view last night Look we we don't we try not to focus too much on other teams results like I think uh, Colin says it before every game it's about what we do so I think we we just focus on ourselves mainly and I feel like if we go out and keep winning games that's all we can do like we we have no influence on other results like but um I think it's mainly the main focus is, is uh worrying about ourselves and trying to get three points every week. Your father of course a former city number 1 it must be great to have someone like that to to chat with after each game and maybe sometimes he probably annoys you as as anyone who who has uh, played a sport with with their father in the car on the way home knows but um it must be great to have him in the background. Uh to be fair now uh it is it is very handy it's, it's very good but like um sometimes now he might annoy me a bit but um no it's it's definitely a positive for sure like he he knows the game so well he knows the position so well so the best thing for me to do now is listen to him and take everything on board but um, there is some things I might not agree with but realistically he is he is he is correct and uh, I just have to to learn to to face the criticism but um, no I I think I think in the long run everything is positive off him like uh, the quicker I learn from him and him and Mark McNulty the quicker I learn is is the quicker the quicker I get better in the position of being a goalkeeper like, and I think that's the main thing in my career just keep listening to people who know the position so well and try to keep improving every day and um, if I listen to them I, I won't be too far off it I suppose they didn't have to get the ball down at their feet as much as is in your father's time as you do now 
yeah, I suppose like the goal, the position of a goalkeeper has changed massively. I feel. Um, I think a lot of it is with your feet these days, but uh, I think I think the main thing about being a goalkeeper is keeping the ball out of the net. Like in yeah. the past few weeks, we have been doing it well, but um, of course, like games evolved so much now that we have to be able to play out of the back and we have to be good with our feet. And uh, it's something that me and me and the goalkeepers work on every day in training. And um, it's just about keep improving. Like there's there's never going to be a standard where you're happy with and you settle. You just have to. You have to keep improving and keep getting better with it every day and that's that's what everything like even handling coming for crosses everything you just have to keep improving every day because all you want to do all I want to do anyway is just get better and I think by working on everything every day is it's only going to improve me in the long run I suppose 25 minutes time a fellow Cork goalkeeper is going to be starting number one for Ireland to say is Cuevin Keller or someone you would look up to I suppose I know he's probably not that much older than you but it must be great to see him starting for Ireland today Yeah it's great to see a fellow Cork fellow get a start for Ireland today um, it's I think the the competition for the Ireland number one is hugely competitive I think you have three great goalkeepers there like and you're even getting League of Ireland recognition there by James Talbot coming into the squad like and um, but no it's it's good to see Cuevin Corkville get his chance now for Ireland today like but uh, I think it's just about how he takes his opportunity but they're all great goalkeepers like you of course you look up you look up to everyone who's playing at that such a high level like but uh, hopefully then one day you can try and emulate it but sure look we keep working hard anyway and hopefully we might get there absolutely that's it that's it uh, David thanks a million it's great to talk to you no bother thanks a million Ed yeah speaking to David Harrington there earlier of course and unfortunately it hasn't gone the way Cuevin Keller probably would have wanted it but uh, I don't think there's much he could have done for the two goals to be honest he was pretty unlucky now Rory is on the line uh, and another win for City it's looking pretty good I think the most impressive thing in last night was just how easy they made it look um, they breezed past that long time without getting out of second third gear um, it was just I, I know it's a top of the table clash versus bottom of the table Cork City going into the game in red hot form um, the form team with three wins from three in the Munster derbies in the past week at Town without a point uh, conceded 12 goals going into last night's game and conceded four more last night Cork City just made it look easy they are brushing teams aside the way things are, are going at the moment and uh, long may that continue because it's fantastic to see a Cork City team with a bit of swagger about them a bit of steel and uh, just to, to get the three points last night was the most important thing and then just to, to uh, the manner in which they won last night was just it was just so thoroughly convincing Aiden that like it, it's a strange situation to almost call a 4-1 win boring and routine but that's what it was it was just like yeah 4-1 <laughs> next let's go yeah, and I suppose like it was all over pretty much at half time, like you know, and and I suppose most importantly as well, uh, Rory Keating, the new signing, is absolutely flying it. Yeah, he took it um, a while to settle in, I think. But look, another two goals last night for him. He's he's now got four for the season. He um, took his first goal extremely well last night. Buried a second half penalty. Just rolled it past that Michal Stringerman, and the former Mayo intercounty goalkeeper uh, last night, just to, to make it two. And overall, just looked very threatening, very dangerous. Cork City could have gone ahead. And just on 13 seconds, they kicked off Rory Keating, picking on a pass through on Hurley over the left hand side, who pulled it back to Barry Coffey and he got a, a foot on it but it was uh, say by Schlingerman but like Cork City were just so good last night they were just all over the park they were excellent um, and as you say going in a half time 3-1 up they should have gone in 3-0 up 
Uh, but uh, a fantastic goal last night from Ubazunu, just a fantastic glancing header, uh, pushing it past, uh, pushing it onto the post, just past the despairing dive of uh, David Harrington. It was just a fantastic finish that, that made it 3-1 in Cork City get their fourth uh, just after half time. Um, just uh, uh, Barry Coffey hammering at home from close range and it was just look so on those nights for Cork City they made it look exceptionally easy they look Aidan to me an exceptionally well drilled and especially an exceptionally well coached team um, you can see like something that was very obvious to me last night was the amount of times the Cork City players played the percentages instead of playing a risky ball down the channel that, that that might not have come off they maintained possession all the time Barry Coffey was very good at that last night he looked up thought there might have been an option on but said no started it um, just play the ball back to either Aaron Bolger won the centre half to recycle and get the ball going again that's what Cork City have been excellent at in the last couple of weeks is getting on the ball getting possession moving it around um, the three-five-two formation that they are employing has worked so well for them and the three centre halves uh, last night you had um, Kevin O'Connor uh, Ali Gilchrist and uh, Jonas Hacken and they just look so solid so comfortable and they're moving the ball around well um, very very confident Ali Gilchrist is the signing of the season it's early days yeah. he could be one of Cork's best ever signings Aiden. he doesn't miss a header he, he's brave out um, and just he, he leads by example and you can see like he, he doesn't have the captain's armband but he's a captain in all but name it's fantastic to watch and look yeah it's it's hard not to, to get ahead of yourself and get, get excited about this team and uh, and where they can go are they going to win the first division title I mean like a lot of people are saying yeah look the way we're playing that there's no reason why we shouldn't and there isn't um, Cork City are playing very very well indeed and 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 fight and just getting the points and getting the goals. I mean, like look at the the, the goal difference that they have. Right, they've um, a goal difference of sixteen. That's twelve better than Galway United, who admittedly have played a game less. But City's goal difference is sixteen. Galway's is four, and it's just they're scoring goals and they're not conceding money. Just two goals conceded in the seven. It's 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 fantastic stuff. And again, don't want to jinx it. Don't want to get too excited. Don't want to look too far ahead. But yeah, it's absolutely fantastic to see. Like games like last night where you're playing a team who are struggling as you said they haven't picked up any points yet they're often the times you can take your eye off the ball they didn't last night they went out and they dispatched of them pretty pretty easily um, that's a sign of a team that are tuned in as as well as playing uh, very well Big time yeah I mean like like Athlone Town aren't a terrible team by any stretch of the imagination Martin Russell is trying to get them to play football the right way they play it up from the back Um and they held they they they, they nearly got a result against Galway made it very difficult from the last night or last week only losing two one in that game but look it was just the again it's just the ease that which city are breaking down teams at the moment and finding the net um, getting the goals Keen Murphy on target again last night Barry Coffey on target again last night they could have had a couple of more in the second half they just like they knew the job was done so um, they eased off a little bit I mean like you had a number of substitutions come on we saw Kieran Coates who's on loan from Stoke City seen gets some minutes he looks like a very exciting player but the thing is Aiden, there's a number of quality players out at the moment you have Dylan McGlade Keen Coleman 
George Heaven, Alec Byrne, um, probably missing another two, uh, James Duna, another one. That's five players there. That's half a team that could walk in uh, to any first division team in, in, in the country at the moment. And a couple of those players are Premier Division players. And the question is, how do they get back into the team? This Cork City team are winning. They're winning well. They're winning um, with style. They're playing well. They're scoring goals. How do you get back into that team? We had Dylan McGlade pop up to us in commentary last night on LOI TV. Myself and Philip Long were on commentary and uh, grabbed Dylan for a few words. And I said, to him, I said, how do you get back into this team when you're you're, you're back fit? And he's a, he said, I don't actually know. He said, I'm going to have to get these lads to slow a bit in training because like they're they're just motoring so very very nicely, and uh, they're top of the table now. And what happened last night? The two two results went Cork City's way. Treaty United beating Waterford by two goals to one. Uh, Galway United losing out to Longford Town. I think Longford Town going to a big say in uh, the direction of the first division this season. They had an excellent win last night. Uh, against uh, John Caulfield's Galway United. So City now three points clear. Admittedly, they have uh, played a game more than Galway United, but it's looking very, very good. I've said this, I said that a couple of times in this conversation. I mean, it's looking very, yeah. very good. Yeah. It, it, it is, basically. And uh, there's like just very little to complain about. There was a big crowd there last night, 2,754, if I remember off the top of my head. Um it's just going very, very well. Now, City aren't at home for another couple of weeks. They have Middleton in the uh, the Monster New Cup on Monday, where you'd imagine um, there'd be a, a brand new team out for that game at at the Cross on Monday. But uh, away to Wexford next week, a week off after that, and probably come at the right time for City. Uh, they could not that they could do with a break, but. Um, just recharge but get, give the fellas a bit more time to get back in Keen Coleman was named on the bench last night um, didn't come on but I could see him back and again but how does he get back into the team you don't disrupt a, win, a winning team so it'll be very interesting to see but that's a good um, a good complaint for Colin Healy to have is that um, he has a lot of players coming back and that will give him a massive selection headache when they do Exactly, and as you say there, uh, Waterford are, are welcoming those tricky opponents, uh, Longford Town, in the next round of fixtures as well. So maybe a, another uh, favour from from the from Longford Town. <laughs> fingers crossed, yeah. Galway United hosting our Cove Ramblers next Friday night as well. So fingers crossed, Ramblers can get a result there. Ramblers not not playing this week. They've had a tough old start to the season, just a, a win and a draw, uh, and three defeats from their five games so far. So it'll be great to see Cove Ramblers get a result in Galway next week. But for City going to Wexford, um, who um, had a scoreless draw against Bray Wanderers last night, not a bad team, Wexford. But you'd expect City to get all three points there again and just keep keep taking things over, keep it all ticking away and picking up points uh, on the road is going to be vitally important but you've got to win your home game City lost to Galway uh, at home this season it looks like a bit of an outlier in terms of the way City have been performing uh, but like they've only conceded two goals have City it's a phenomenal record they've scored 18 seven more than both Galway and Waterford it's a sign of a team full of confidence and you can see that from 1-11 to last night brimming with confidence even the players who came in uh, I suppose there was only one change Ronald Hurley but that necessitated Darryl Crowley going into the middle of the park and he looked like he belonged there he looked like he, he was very very comfortable playing in the middle of the park so it's fantastic to see Rory Keane and Keane Murphy forming a very very nice partnership up front it's 
amazing to see and uh, yeah I can't wait now to watch City against Bucks for next Friday night Yeah I'd say you're going to start getting uh, bored of commentating on all these goals in LOA TV area <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I mean like the four more again last night I don't think I'll ever get bored of uh, commentating on Cork City goals and uh, it was great to have Philip Long with me last night club legend and a man who knows more about football than most people have um, he's forgotten more about football I suppose than most people know so like it's great having Phil's expertise alongside me in LOA TV but yeah it's very easy to commentate when your team are winning and uh, winning well so again just keep it coming lads keep it going absolutely excellent stuff Rory thanks a million thanks buddy yeah Rory there lads I don't know I think it's a good omen there's something about Cork today there's been a lot of Cork wins and it was a Cork duo that led to the equaliser at the Aviva Stadium it's Ireland 2 Belgium 2 Ogbeni put in an unbelievable cross Alan Brown left like a salmon in the centre to head it home uh, and it's pretty much full time there's two minutes of added time is ticked over that now this is a fantastic result for Ireland there's coefficient points up for grabs here so it's great stuff for Ireland anyway and as I said another big win for Cork was the Cork minor uh, Ireland team and we should have Mick Boland here the Cork minor selector uh, Mick Boland Cork are all Ireland minor champions what a performance by this team you must be absolutely thrilled with them unbelievable Cra- crazy game we were control of it all of a sudden we were losing control but they showed serious heart this team has showed all year the very same to go to the date and in fairness to them the last quarter more maybe even the last eight minutes was unbelievable a serious effort out of everyone I, I, in fairness Carl were absolutely outstanding as well it was two cracking teams like there was no difference there was nothing in between them it was unbelievable um, those two goals were crucial as well but an all round team performance and a, a special work for Aoife Healy at centre back who we thought was excellent oh yeah and do you know what I felt for both goalies because both goalies made a mistake and the sun was hard on their eyes it probably wasn't the goalies mistake it was the eyes but like in fairness both of them were very good but what I would say is Aoife Healy was everywhere she was actually everywhere and the cover on the ground ah unbelievable an unbelievable performance really just before I let you over to the trophy celebration what a team what a year and you've come through some really tough tests yeah, we've come three serious tests this year. And we've had Galway before and they've been serious tests. But you know, myself and Jerry have been there for four years now, in fairness. That's three All-Irons out of four, which is an unbelievable record. And we have Ali that joined us. We have Brendan joined us, Sonia and Ola Halrahan. Uh, like, and Ali Hal. What a... What, like, I... Unbelievable. Massive effort out of everyone. They didn't, didn't, give, didn't give up. They gave everything they had all year. Go on, enjoy it. Well done for thanks, everybody on the bench. Thanks, well, done, much, thanks. well done, thanks. Yeah, fantastic stuff there from Mick Boland speaking to uh, John McCarthy after a great win uh, by the Cork Minor team. And that is it at the Aviva. It has ended to all. Uh, Simon Mingley and James McLean, of course, former Sunderland teammates there speaking on the pitch. But yeah, uh, it was all about Cork at the Aviva and hopefully it's going to be all about Cork at Parky Cueve. And also... Hopefully it's going to be all about Cork tomorrow against Offaly in the football. That's the best segue I've done hosting Big Red Bench so far. Uh, as I said, I spoke to John O'Shea earlier and uh, we discussed the game against Offaly. It's huge, of course. A draw would secure Cork's place in the division for next season. Tomorrow it's a different, I suppose. The two teams are in different places. The footballers, they're, uh, I suppose, well, they know a draw is going to be enough to stay in Division 2 but a tough test nonetheless going up to Offaly with their with their Division 2 status on the line Yeah it's, and I, I know obviously there's a, there's a championship game to come obviously against Kerry in like, um, later on now and, um, in May time but like you, you definitely could be very strong an argument that the game tomorrow against Offaly is going to be the, the biggest game of the year without a shadow of a doubt 
uh, obviously not just because the, the, there's the prospect of relegation from from Division 2 and going down to Division 3 uh, that, that, that's a risk but also I suppose the significant thing of you could be dropping down into the like the Challenging Cup and basically if Cork were to uh, so obviously they, they need to get a draw tomorrow and they, they have done, but if they, if they were to lose one athlete they, they face the prospect of having they have to beat Kelly in a in the Munster Championship and I suppose like you know I like the other I suppose if, even the most optimistic of Cork supporters would have to really like that's, that's, going to, that, that's a mammoth ask really um, given the, yeah. especially given the way Kelly are at the moment as well so it's, it's going to be a real 50-50 game and that's going to like even after as well they have guys a couple of guys who kind of gone up from their under 20s and I think they, they, they I suppose just similarly to Cork I suppose after they would be I would have entirely this game now maybe from, from, from maybe from the outset or from, from an early enough stage the way the table is going that this is a game that they would probably be lucky to win so it's going to be a real 50-50 clash and like so Cork they, they, they got the right response I suppose against down last week getting that win it kind of gave them another um, I suppose a state of execution I suppose I suppose really but like they're in a situation now where they know they have to go up, and I suppose it, 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 whether it's a rebuilding job or not, I don't, there's a, a lot of new players have come in in this league. Keith Rickon has introduced a lot of young lads, and I suppose you have to acknowledge that. I suppose given the numbers of lads he's introduced, and then I suppose having injuries on top of that as well. So it is always going to take time, but I thought like it's all the so for young players to develop. I suppose they'd much rather do it in Division Two, and. Obviously, like if, even if, if they say survive that, and then after they take Kerry in a championship, if that, worst case scenario, you're going. I think a couple of games in the qualifiers of the All Ireland would probably it could do cost a bit of good, and you know maybe get one or two wins, get a bit of confidence going. But so it's really it's it's all up on the line tomorrow. And it's 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 a real championship field, and it's a must win affair for both sides. Yeah, and it's a lot of pressure as well for so many young players in the team that have been forced into making their league debuts this season through so many injuries for Keith Rickens' team. It's a lot of pressure on those young guys. Yeah, but they don't know, obviously. Anyway, I was actually reading the examiner today, um, Patrick Kelly. So he was kind of referring back to around the time, like the likes of himself and Simpson Gould, that then Goulding would have broken onto the team around 2007, 2008. And like when they when they came in, he was kind of making the point how Cork had a lot of these experienced guys, so like maybe like Pearson O'Neill, Nicholas Murphy, so they had those kind of they had a, a good number of experienced lads around them to kind of I suppose like bed them in and to kind of show them the ropes and guys to look up to. Whereas like I suppose with the Cork at the moment, there's so many young lads that have come in all together, and I suppose like to go when you go from underage up to senior level, so it, it is going to take. It ends account there is there is a step up and it's it's, it's going to take time and I think I suppose even though I suppose another I suppose Kelly and Cooper probably sounded up fairly well on the Sunday game there a couple of weeks ago but it's probably basically it's going to be a, a two or three year job for Cork before you could probably make any kind of final judgment but it's probably going to be something it's going to take a number of years to to release and this only like, winning the minor and under twenty on Ireland's Cork has managed to do that in recent years but. To, to build that up into the senior like it takes time and so I saw whether so if, if Keith, Keith Rickon is given that chance you know um, they so he'd be hoping to, to to kind of help those players bridge the gaps and see those players bridge the gaps and so it's probably something maybe you know it might get worse before it gets better but you'd be hoping in maybe a year or two three years time it, it will be in a better place Yeah like there's no quick fix like patience is definitely key in this process 
I, I, I think, yeah, without a doubt, really, do you know what I mean? I think most people in Cork probably do realise that as well, that you can't really do, like, Cork, maybe in years gone by, maybe, or maybe 10, to, like, even go back a decade ago, if Cork were playing, carrying a championship game, it could be make or break for your year, but, like, whereas this year, an attempt at match three, it's, it's essentially going to be, I suppose, a free hit for Cork, really. And the fish, obviously, they'll be hoping for it. It'll be more so if they, if they can get the job done tomorrow in Offaly, which probably is, their, as I said, is the, is the biggest game of the year for them. But, like, but, but I think that's the, the, the thing from where Cork are now, there's definitely a realisation, I think, in the county that there is a, there is, there is, there is a bit of a bridge to get and there is, there is a step up and a bit to go from where Cork are to the likes of your Kerry's and your, your Mayo's and Salones, the Dublin, Donegal's. So, it, like, it's not going to happen overnight, but, so you you talk this was given the this was the I think the, the amount of GA clubs in Cork and this was the the vast amount of playing numbers even the amount of numbers of players that would play football right across the county. So you 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 hope that there's definitely a there's surely like thirty thirty five players on a panel over the number of next couple of years that can it's not be winning but at least just be kind of competitive at that top table in terms of football, you know. Absolutely, a yeah. big day for tomorrow for the footballers and as I said, uh, the Big Red Bench Twitter account is where you can get all the updates from John at Parky Cueve tonight. It's going to be a cracker, Cork versus Kilkenny in the Allianz uh, National Hurling League semi-final. John, thanks a million. Thanks, Thanks, John. Yeah, John O'Shea there. He's at Parky Cueve and he'll have updates, as we said, on the Twitter account, Big Red Bench. That's it. That's all we have time for. Stevie G is on the way next and Rory will be here tomorrow with loads of reaction to tonight's game and, of course, tomorrow's game as well uh, between Cork and Offaly. We'll talk to you next week. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.